0: And which is going to lead us now to the ensuing drive in which the Giants approach midfield in their own territory and the decision that's going to be debated about going for it. Now, let me just say this, Paul, to your point, I was feeling the same way because you felt like the Giants had to do everything perfect to win this game. And the fact that they had the lead, they didn't capitalize on touchdowns, then Dallas immediately took the lead. I was completely in favor of going for it. And look, the coach knows we're we're thin at cornerback. There's a team that can pass all over the place. That play approaches on fourth down, and I think it was a catastrophic failure on three levels, Paul. Number one, if you are going to go for it in your own zone and be aggressive like Brian Dable is, you have to have two things prepared between him and Mike Kafka. Number one, the idea that you are going for it, and number two, the play call in. That play took entirely too long to get into Daniel Jones. I mean, he's basically rushing to get a team with three new offensive linemen set in that spot, and then they only have 10 guys on the field. The entire thing was rushed. I mean, and look, that could be the case, rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, where we've praised these guys. They're allowed to make mistakes, but that was a scenario where they had the right idea, but just were not prepared enough. But that being said, the play goes off. Would, despite everything, 10 guys on the field rushed all of it. And I knew that I think the rushing was part of the reason the throw was this way. Daniel Jones has to make a better throw. He just does. And Daniel Jones struggled in the flats at times yesterday. And then on top of that, even with the poorer throw, Saquon Barkley still does get two hands on the football. And if you are going to be the superstar player on the team, look, you get two hands on a football. Like it or not, you got to come down with the catch. Even if it doesn't mean it's a 20 yard play, it's still a first down. Paul, I thought all three levels coaching, quarterback, and the star running back there all failed and if you know maybe one of those three things goes in a better direction they convert on that fourth down
1: I don't have an answer for you on the coaching scenario I I understand that did that you notice point, that though Paul that it felt yeah, like well I taking forever my problem with it my problem with it from the coaching perspective <laughs> is that why did it take so long to line up and call the play right I mean to me to me you're in that situation, and I understand why he went for it, and I'm totally on board with going for the fourth down. I am too. But my feeling is, even at third and six from the 40, now Barkley catches the five-yard dump-off pass, and Van Der Esch stops him a yard short of the first down. To me, that's, a that's a, okay, guys, let's huddle up and go. I, I I want the communication into Jones saying, quickly, get up to the line of scrimmage, no huddle, Get up there, call the play and go. Right. That that that's what I would have preferred to see. So that's where I stand on the on the coaching angle on that. Um the throw, I'm not so much upset with the throw because every offensive skill position player has a box. Now, there's a bullseye that says that's the perfect throw, that's where it's gotta be. But every skill position player has a box. You're a professional. You're getting paid good money. If the ball is within that box and you can get two hands on it, it's more on you than it is on the quarterback. So I'm not really that upset with Jones for a pass that was a little bit behind and a little bit low because it was clearly in Saquon Barkley's box. And to be frank with you, he gets his two hands on it, and he's tripping and falling down. He's two yards past the marker or three yards past the right. marker. It's a first down. Right. It's a, I mean. It, I agree. So. And who knows? And here's the thing, right? At least Jones, Jones came right out and said, I got to make a better throw. So good for him to be a leader and to be responsible. Eli would have done the same thing. And good for Barkley saying, I got I got to make a better play. And they said, well, why? What could you have done? He goes, I could have caught it. <laughs> That's simple. Yep. That's simple.
0: Yeah, and look, no doubt about it. and and, and Again, I'd rather have guys taking accountability than being like that other team in New York where some guys don't take accountability after games. So with that, obviously, then, you know, the the wheels kind of fall off. The Cowboys go right down the field again. And I believe that's the second Schultz touchdown where Nick McLeod is just completely crushed on the third down. And McLeod had played a good game up until that point. But again, you're scrapping together. I mean, the Giants had seven of 22 starters yesterday, Paul, who were not part of the team in training camp. They're right. either waiver claims or cuts. I mean, that's a third of the starters out there. McLeod, one of those guys, playing a lot of snaps. They, they you now, know, they McLeod was play. not victimized on that drive, though, Sean. I got to help you out with that one. That was That was Pinnock. not the one?
1: That was No, Pinnock. this is Pinnock. This is Pinnock. On, on the right roll where Schultz comes out, fakes a block like a run, Pinnock takes a step inside toward the line of scrimmage, biting on what he thinks is going to be a running play and winds up getting caught because Schultz then cuts it outside on the
0: square out, catches the ball at the one. Pinnock cannot make the tackle. Okay. And Schultz reaches in for the score. So maybe I'm having the touchdowns confused then. Was McLeod on him the first touchdown? McLeod was on Schultz for the first touchdown. Okay. Then that's the play I'm getting confused with. For some reason, I had those two mixed up. okay. It is.
1: I mean, the whole thing blended together. Here's the thing, right? Schultz didn't play in the first game against the Giants this year. But in his previous three games against the Giants, he had caught at least six balls for at least 60 yards in each of those three games. The guys like Jason Witten 2.0 when it comes to playing the Giants, you had to know, you had to know he was going to be involved in a key spot in this game.
0: Paul, you are, this is, our chemistry is developing here. You're walking right into my next point because you're so right about Schultz and he didn't play in the first game. You know who did play in the first game of the Giants didn't have, and you're seeing it two games in a row. This Xavier McKinney injury is becoming a really big deal for the Giants. It is. You just brought up Pinnock. It just is. And I know it's a freak injury and I know it's stupid now to debate whether he should have been on the ATV or not because everybody's going to have a million opinions on it. But Xavier McKinney, is this whether it's deep safety coming up in the box, covering tight ends, and Julian Love's excellent on the other end? But it's the combination of those two as a duo and splitting up and not having one of those guys as a duo and being that thin. And look, they've done a fine job belt and they' they've been able to do enough. But Xavier McKinney's a difference maker, Paul. And whether it's against a run last week or even covering running backs out of the backfield versus the Lions or just the idea of having whether it's him or Love that's going to be able to handle Schultz in some of these spots, the Giants are missing Xavier McKinney so badly. And I thought that was so evident. Obviously, a Dory's obvious and not having him on CD Lamb, but McKinney is so badly missed here, Paul. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: And I think that Xavier McKinney has risen to the level of what I call a headache player. (laughs) Because I do believe coordinators have to be aware of what he's doing and where he's going to be and what his responsibilities are. Remember, he's the he's the guy who's supposed to have the green dot. Not that Julian Love hasn't done a great job. He had right. double digits and tackles uh yesterday for the second time this season. So Julian Love is a fine safety. I we've talked about this. He's really played extremely well this year. But the tandem, you're right. It's very, very important. And even though the Giants players. And I talked to them in the locker room after the game. Nobody was saying that because of the lack of starters that they had changed much on defense. I I give them credit for stepping up and saying those things. But I have to believe if I'm Kellen Moore, I'm looking at that Giants defense differently, especially after they locked me down in the first half. You know, now I'm going to make my adjustments. I'm going to pull stuff out of my pocket that I didn't have in the first half.
0: And guess what? I don't have to worry about Xavier McKinney being there to try to ruin my right. day. You're absolutely right. Now, Paul, let's shift this, I guess, to more negative here. Uh, and it's a million dollar question. And it's one when I was on, you know, the fan after all you guys on the post game show last night that I think listeners really wanted to, you know, think about and deep dive into. We understood and we saw the shoulder injury earlier in the year, but boy, does it feel like right now Saquon Barkley does not have that burst. It, it feels like he's being a little more hesitant than he had been. I said, you know, there's still a possibility maybe he does less trust in the shuffling of the offensive line, but that's we're it. Seeing, I mean, that's what it feels like. We're seeing a little more of the Saquon we saw last year and less of the Saquon that was a league MVP candidate early in the year. And it's been, and Dable said a post game about the less explosive plays and all that go into it. I know Brightwell gave him a little bit of a boost. But this team right now, if Saquon Barkley is not cooking and he's kind of pitter-pattering a little bit, it's a different ball team, ball club on the offensive side of the ball.
1: I give you two things to uh, to chew on,
0: Sean, regarding
1: this. Number one, there is no question that since this offensive line was shuffled in Seattle, uh, they have had a lot more trouble giving this guy the kind of space that he needs, the kind of confidence and assertiveness that he needs. Because, hey, look, it's amazing that he actually gained the trust and the confidence and the assertiveness necessary behind the rebuild offensive line from the very beginning of the season. Somehow he was able to do it so quickly that over the first two months of the year, to me, he was a lead MVP candidate. But now since the line got shuffled again, I'm not seeing that assertiveness, that confidence, that trust The sense of timing, the understanding that my guy's going to hold that block and I can hit that hole. This is the same problem we saw from him the last few years while he was injured. And so they got to get those guys back as soon as possible in that regard. But here's the other point. Going into yesterday's game, 61% of Saquon Barkley's rushing yards had come in the second halves of games. Yes. Now, why? That was because the Giants were still in games, down by one score, knowing they could still chop away. And what would happen is that as Barkley would continue to pound it, chop, chop, chop the rock, it would finally break. And he would get two or three explosive plays in the third quarter or the early fourth quarter. That's not happening now. In this Giants two-game losing streak, or go back to the Seattle game even, because they would get down by a score and a half, two scores. Now they're getting away from it, and now the chop, chop, chop doesn't happen. And when you can't chop it 25 times, the rock doesn't break, and those explosive plays will not come. This is why the Giants' framework is so critical. They cannot afford to get down by more than a score, score and a half. Once it gets to two scores... It changes the entire complexion of what they want to do and it takes away the potential for explosive Barkley runs.